Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Put your pads on, because we've got an hour of hard-hitting football talk. Starting right now. With movie star quarterback, Sean Salisbury. I hardly recognize you clowns without the underwear on your head. And good old country boy fullback, Lorenzo Neal. Hey, diddle diddle, kittle down the middle. <laughs> oh, it got... oh, I'm bringing a kittle. This is the Football Hour on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome into the Football Hour, 95.7 The Game, along with Lorenzo Neal. I'm Sean Salisbury, Cam and Sterling along as well. Good to be with you guys on a Tuesday this week and the next three Tuesdays. This week, next week, and the week after, will it will be Tuesdays for the football hour. Low welcome in. 49ers off this week. But the NFL, uh, they still some interesting games and some games that have proved a few things because we know whose identity is what. Welcome in, brother. How you doing? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for having me, man. It's awesome. It's awesome always to be with you on these Mondays and Tuesdays. Whatever we have to do to talk some football, man. Exciting week, though. I know the Niners had a week off, and everyone's able to get their bodies healed. We'd like to see hopefully some of these guys can come back because the Niners, they need some guys to come back. And you know my guy. I want him back, and that's none other than number 44 in your program, number one in your heart, Cal Hustex. Got to get that fullback back on the field, especially when you brought in that type of running back that you did. But, yeah, football was great this week. The NFL, man, is exciting every weekend. Yeah, well, let me let me start here first off. What do you make of the NFC West right now overall? Low. I mean, between Arizona and Seattle, and with uh, the Forty ers and the Rams, what do you make overall as a division? Um, and it's uh, how competitive it can be playoff time, and how you see this thing shaping out. I got two teams. I got two teams from the NFC West going to the playoffs, and that's Seattle and the Niners. I think when you look at this weight, Seattle, and Seattle might have an edge right now because I think that they, they're running the ball. And Geno Smith, man, and you look at what he's been able to do this year, the consistency you see in him throwing the ball in immediate, the long ball, and what he's doing, he's not careless. He takes care of the ball. He protects the ball. He'll get up and fight on another day. They're playing complimentary defense. He's throwing the ball intermediate. He's throwing it long. He's, you know, the read option. He's getting down when he has to. He's still fast enough to hurt you with his legs and just be dangerous. He ain't going to kill you, but he's very, very dangerous and very, very a good runner, not a great runner, but he just gives you another dimension. And you saw Seattle the other day, Sean, moving the pocket with Geno, running the boot, having the bag underneath and go out in the flat, breaking contain. He gives you that extra dimension uh, with the, your deep, your offense, and he makes defenses have to stay uh, stay honest. So I like Seattle. I think Seattle's playing well, and then you have to say the Niners. So right now, look at Seattle and the Niners and the, the other two teams. Just bottom line, Sean, they're not good enough. Yeah, I'm going to get to those other two teams in a second. I, the overall picture, and back to Geno Smith, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks play, and you've played in systems with a lot of quarterbacks. How do we explain a guy who – He's been a journeyman, was a good player in college, but, you know, what, a fourth-round draft pick, I think it was maybe, or third, I can't, I can't remember, um, but was a journeyman. He didn't work out of the place. He's been a backup and had some moments, but not yeah. a lot of them. Uh, they trade Russ Wilson away, and they bring in Drew Locke, and all of a sudden it's like, well, Locke's probably going to win the job. Let's let him compete and see. They get all these uh, assets with it after trading away a bunch of assets to get Jamal Adams, who's hurt. And it's like, okay, we're, we're kind of tanking. We, I don't know a person that didn't think they were going to finish in last place this year in their division. Not right. one. Not one right. expert for Seattle I'm talking about. You know, Pete's getting along and say, well, he's still got energy. They're going to wait and get themselves some high picks and a, and a first-round quarterback, and they're going to start all over. And these two quarterbacks are kind of just filling in. So how do you yeah. explain at this stage of his career the, the, the flip to – 
quite frankly, it's getting to the point. He keeps playing like this. They're not going to have to draft a first round. I, I mean, a first, a first, they aren't. They're not going to have to take quarterback in the first round. They can use that for other assets. I've been so proud and, and, and impressed with the way Geno's gone about his business. Maybe just maybe he's a late bloomer at the position and finally found somebody who believes in him. What say you, man? I, I'm with you. I'm in the same church, same pew, Sean, because what you see is Geno, like you said, the different places he took and the places that he went, he didn't perform well. He showed some moments, but then he showed you had those moments where it was just bad. And it's like, all right, he's upset. And he didn't play within himself. I think that you saw him like you talked about when you alluded to being a late bloomer. I agree because sometimes you used to watch Geno's body language. You used to watch how upset and what he would come if he didn't play well and how upset he was with the media and just himself. And I think now you see this guy just taking a different perspective. He's playing within himself. He understands he has receivers that can win to get open. He's trusting them. And it looks like they're, they, it doesn't look like Seattle's running this complicated offense. It's very, very simple. It's good for him. It fits his skill set. He got some reads. He has some boots. He has some counters. He gets to throw it downfield. And Geno's going through his progression. So when you look at what Pete Carroll has done in the offensive coordinator, and I think a fact that we have to be admit that really, really is helping Geno this year is their ability to run the ball, their ability to move the ball by land or by sea. They can do it by air or by ground. That's the thing that I think that's making Seattle become more formidable for a lot of teams because if you put, if you put go play two safeties, they'll run you out of the stadium. They're saying, we're going to run the ball. They feel that they're good enough. They got running backs that get downhill. They're four yards in a cloud of dust. And they put defenses in a tough situation. And if you sit back and play cover two, if you play, if you put eight, nine guys in a box, Geno's finding the old of uh, the open guy. He's going through his reads. He's understanding where the hot's coming from. So to me, Sean, the guy has matured. And now you're like you said, a late bloomer, no question. But just his poise and his overall bravado has been unbelievable. Do you think they're a legitimate playoff, uh, a, a legitimate team that can get through January, or is this? Would that be the aberration where they're like, okay, they can breathe a sigh of relief. When they get in, that's about as far as they can go. Are they good enough to travel? Here's the thing. When you watch to see the way that they've been playing, especially as of late, they're showing you they can come from behind and win. They're showing you that they can they can be in ball games. They, they, they're playing very, very complimentary football. They're not having to overcome big deficits. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And if you can run the ball, and their defense, surprisingly, has played a lot better than what people anticipated. Their defense has been a defense that bend that doesn't break. They play consistent. They tackle well. They don't give up a lot of big plays. So when you look at the way that they're playing and how they're even up front, they're putting pressure on the quarterback. They're keeping guys in. I think that this team can get in the playoffs and make some noise because when you look at besides the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys still don't just necessarily scare you. They don't necessarily play the great, you know, they got some guys, but are they just great? You look at, you look at Kirk Cousins. Does he really scare you? Minnesota, are they really great? I think if you look at Philadelphia, then, okay, throw Minnesota. But after that, you have to admit that the NFC is wide open besides when you, and, and we don't even know what this quarterback's going to do in Philly once it gets going. He hasn't had playoff experience. He's never been to the playoffs, even being at the number one seed. How is he going to react during that time? So I don't know yet. Let's voice hello, Neil. I'm Sean Salisbury. It's the football hour. This night, I mean, tonight and the next two weeks, it'll be on Tuesday because of the Golden State Warriors basketball here on 95-7, the game along with Sterling and Cam, regular team in place tonight. It's great to have Lo Neal here. Um, on this football hour, it goes fast. All right, Lo, is there a Rams in Arizona? Let me start with Arizona. We're going to get to the Niners here in a second, but I want to eliminate teams in the division. Yes, with the with the forty nine with the Rams. Let's start there. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't see one ounce of physicality in them. I almost feel like I don't like to use the phrase Super Bowl hangover, but I don't think they can push anybody around. You saw it. Their defense played pretty well against Tom Brady, but Seems like a lot of defenses are playing well against the Tampa offense this year. But offensively, if they're not hitting on every single cylinder throwing the football, to me they're just another they're they're just another group of guys this year. That's the, they got good players, but the overall uh, sum is not as good as some of the parts. 
No question, Sean. And just let me allude to go a little bit further down that rabbit hole. When you talk about what does Tampa and the Rams both have in common? One, they can't run the ball with consistency. Right. Number two, they can't. neither team can protect the quarterback seven-step drops long. They take turns falling apart. They, you know, they can't protect the quarterback, can't keep him upright. So I look at these two teams and I say, what are they? What's their identity? If their quarterback, if you can't protect your quarterback, if you can't protect Tom Brady and you can't protect Matthew Stafford and they can't get to a seven-step drop when the game's on the line and they need to go deep because the offensive line can't protect them, they're in trouble. So when I look at these two teams, it's impossible for you to think these two teams can get to the playoffs or make any type of run when you can't not run the ball. These two teams, they have tried to run the ball. I think for net, I think I'll go with uh, Williams. I think of the net white. I think this running back. I would not go with Fournette anymore. He's chopping his feet. Fournette it can't run the ball, in my opinion. I think that Tampa needs to move on. They cannot run the ball, and neither can the Rams. These two teams have great quarterbacks. Not good, but great quarterbacks. But the inability to run the ball and the inability to protect them. God, it's, it's amazing how many teams have to throw it 40 and 50 times to stay in to do it. The sloppy football going around the league right now. Speaking of which... Uh, are you over the Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray experiment, or is yeah. it still? Are we still too early? I, I just I, here's the deal. You look at Kyler Murray, and he shows you signs of greatness. I just he don't know. I, he, he can throw the ball down the field. He can scramble and do all this thing. He's electrifying. Honestly, Sean, I don't know if they buy into the system. I don't know when you have to pay a young guy to, 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 to participate and go to movies or go watch film, to be there, to put the extra time in. When you have to put that in the contract, see, that's the want to that you should want. So I'm just saying, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury, in my opinion, I think that this team's underachieving. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't think, I think Arizona can run the ball. I think they got some talent. They got receivers. They got weapons. I'm telling you right now, to me, in my opinion, I could be wrong, Sean. I'd love to hear from you. I don't think the right guy's coaching them. I don't think they're disciplined enough, and I don't think they're consistent enough on offense. If they don't make the playoffs this year, or if they do and they get their ass handed to them like happened last year, I'm not sure you're going to see much more of it, to be honest with you, the combination of them two together. Um, because in truth, and now they have gotten better in the regular season every year, but in the postseason, it was embarrassing last year. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play in the postseason. So we'll see how long that experiment lasts. To the, to the 49ers, 888-957-9570 is the phone number. If you want to chime in with Low Neal here, I'm Sean Salisbury, 95.7 The Game, the football hour, 888-957-9570. All right, Low, let's assume they're starting to get healthy. The, you, you mentioned the Cowboys and the Vikings in the NFC. I think you can stick a fork in Green Bay. I think they're done. Uh, yeah. the, the NFC South, well, if Brady gets in the playoffs and they're going to win the division by default, the, by default. The, you know, the, they'll, they'll always have a chance because that'll mean they will have got hot at the right time. And we, he's seen that movie 10 times. So we know that, uh, New Orleans is blah. Atlanta's hanging around. I love their improvement, but they're not going to be able to, I don't think no. sustain this no. rest year. And Carolina's not any good. The North has Packers out. I'll tell you what, I love the way fields is playing. They give that kid some weapons. Justin Fields is a friggin' monster, dude. That dude is – he is. it's like the he light switch went on the last month, and they're coaching him right. That dude is a friggin' alien on the field, I'm telling you. <laughs> and once – and now he's starting to get more accurate. You can yeah. see his swagger go up. You can. I mean, he is doing some stuff that you're like – we talk about freaks like Josh Allen and the guys who – Lamar Jackson. This dude – now, while his, his accuracy and weapons aren't there just yet – but I'm telling you, I parlay this out. I'm going to tell you what, the Chicago Bears got themselves exactly. a full-grown-ass man at, at quarterback. Detroit's going to, you know, they'll, Detroit's always going to linger. They're not going to win anything, but they're going to, like last week, they upset Green Bay. They're going to win a few, and they're going to they're play their ass off, but they're not going anywhere. So you start to think about the NFC, and then you got the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles in the East. All three are going to make the playoffs. All right, and Washington – They'll compete, but they're not going to make the playoffs. So when you think about it, low with the 49ers, isn't this about as, I don't want to say clear a path, but damn, if there was going to be a time to win the NFC and get back to the Super Bowl and maybe Philly was in your way, you're telling me when they're fully healthy, they're not better than the, that they can't beat the Cowboys or the Niners? I would trust, or the Cowboys and the Vikings. I would trust the Niners. I guess whatever quarterback you trust the most, but if they're all three teams are healthy, I do got to give the Vikings credit. They're finding ways to win, 
and they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're playing some offense, and Cousins is protecting the ball. We know Prescott makes them better, and with Tony Pollard in there, they run it. So what's the difference separating those next three? Because it's Philadelphia, and then to me it's the 49ers, Cowboys, Vikings in that next tier. I could even put the Giants in there, but I think the Giants and the Seahawks in a playoff game would be just a tier below those guys with a chance to win and the Buccaneers. That's the levels for me. So unless you have them different, but uh, why can't the 49ers be in a position to be the second best team in the NFC right now when they're healthy? I'm going to tell you that I'm going to go on a more of a limb is because Stafford is a proven commodity. So you said, okay, last year he going in, you say, okay, Stafford can do this. He's a, okay. he's a player, a guy who's a Hall of Famer, and you knew that was going to be a tough out. If you look at the Niners right now, even though Philly's the best team in the league on paper and and their record shows that, so you got to give them credit. This kid has no you got to realize. You now you got to ask him to go play in the playoffs. He's going to try to turn it up and say got to take it to the next level. It's tough. I'd love for the Niners to have them. To, I would love for Niners to be on a wild, going playing on the wild card weekend, playing game, and I would love for them to go to Philly. Because now you're talking about Philly having a bye and the Niners are already rolling. I'd rather I'd rather them go to Philly, believe it or not, because then you have a quarterback that's going to that's never been in the playoffs on the biggest stage, and now those things start to get a little tight on you. You know what I'm saying, Sean? So I look at the Niners as far as winning a Super Bowl or just being in the NFC. This is the weakest NFC has been, in my opinion. And I think the Niners, if they 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 got to capitalize and got to get healthy, because right now, if you look at it. And especially the go, the Rams are just done. You look at Rams, they're they're not they're just not good enough. They're not physical enough. They can't run the ball. So when you think about it, the Niners they have to be saying this is ours. This is ours for the taking. We need to do something. So when to your point, yes, I would have to put Philly in. You know, and in, 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 of course you see the way the Purple People leaders of Minnesota. So you got to say those two teams the way they played and their record. And then, yeah, you put Dallas and you put the Niners, you put all those other teams, and yeah, you put the, you put Tampa. They're going to get in by default, but Tampa's not ready. They 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 can't block. They can't run the ball. They're not they're not ready. So yes, the Niners right now, to me, Sean, the opportunity is now. They need to come back after this bye week, this bye week they had, and they need to be charged and they need to be ready to go. I couldn't agree more, Low. All right, let me let me run down as we sit now. Seven playoff teams. Fair enough. Excuse me. Yeah. And if you if you don't have a pen handy, I'll I'll talk them. I'll talk you through these. I'm going to give you the playoff the playoff standings now, and you rank the quarterbacks in the NFC for me, one through seven. All right. Yep. You you've got Brady. Okay, Brady. Yep. You got them, them and Atlanta are tied, but we're assuming Brady. You got Cousins. You got um, Gino. You got Jimmy. It might even be even tie. You got uh, Hertz, who you just spoke about, Dak, and Jones, and I think that's it. That that's it. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's yeah, seven, that's it. Yeah. One, okay. two, three, and, and, four, oh, and five, we got to put Jimmy in there. That's Eight. Six. Oh, I already got him. I got Daniel Jones, you got Dak Brady, Prescott, you got- Jalen Hurts, Brady, Cousins, Geno, and Jimmy. That's seven. Okay. Yep. And that that covers the. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that covers the entire group. All right. Number one quarterback in those seven. Number one quarterback. Playoffs. Just by a, when you go to the playoffs, who do you trust the most? Oh, Brady. All right. So Brady's one. Even though his team's not good, you'd still take Brady and put him on any of the other teams, even at this oh, age, without, right? Oh, without a doubt. No question. Okay. All right. Who's two? Huh? Now that's it's crazy that you that you when you do it like that after Brady's a clear cut, you say after that. Huh, would you? Would you? Uh, you seen Dak Prescott go head to head with Jimmy and lose? Jimmy found a way. They beat him last year, and Dak made a bad decision. Should have hurried, got to the line, whatever it was. So, no Daniel Jones. No, you, I'm not taking the Giants quarterback who has no playoff experience at all. So, when you look at it, and just by process of elimination, what I've seen in the playoffs, I would have to go Brady, Jimmy, Cousins, and then Dak. And I'd have to go after Dak. I'd have to go. Uh, you put Jalen Hurts just because the kid has it. I, I, we don't know got, what he can do. They got a great yet. team around him, right? They got yeah. Great he's team. got it. That's it. Great team, good defense. They're hitting. So I would have to put him in the top four. 
And, and, and after that, you, you can have it. <laughs> what, Joan, G, Daniel Jones or Gino? Who are you taking, six and seven? Oh, Gino. Gino, G, six. Right now, G, G, yeah, G, Gino, Gino's playing. And here's the deal. Only reason I can't put Gino higher, because I would put Gino higher, but he hasn't. you haven't seen Gino perform in the playoffs. And what's going to be – because you know that. Playoffs are a different speed. It's a different game. It's a different – and I would and you, and you I would love to put, you know, the, the Philadelphia quarterback, Jalen Hurts, higher – I just know when you get in the playoffs, hey, we had Phillip Rivers. We had we got in the playoffs. He's playing against Brady. We we lost. We were better. You know that team of 14 and 2. McCree falls down. We win that game, but we couldn't get it done. When quarterbacks experience in the playoffs, it speaks volume. I've been there in the playoffs, been on great teams, and because the quarterback play, we didn't get the win. And you go through this, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm going through my head. Daniel Jones, zero playoff wins. If Dak has a playoff win, it ain't more than one or two at the most, right? Right. Uh, Hurts, let's see, they get in last year. I don't think he has a playoff win. Brady's got eight million of them. Put it this way, Brady's lapped the field like eight times compared to any of these guys that have been in it. Cousins, uh, he got one against New Orleans a couple years ago. If he does, he doesn't have many. I can tell you that. No. I could look up the stat, but Gino has not won a playoff game. Jimmy's won the second most. Jimmy's won more than anybody else not named Brady. So if you're right. going playoff trust, you'd say it. Yet right now, I think, well, how can I not put Dak ahead of Jimmy, right? But Jimmy's been deeper to the playoffs. And how can you trust Dak right now with his with the history of them right now? And then you got him three. Okay, you got I Dak love, three. I, I, I no, I'm I'm kind of going where I had Dak. Uh, I had Dak and Cousins go for me the way they've played this year and the decisions they've made. And the way that he's doing it with his team, regular season, I'd have to put okay. Hurts in my top three. Problem okay. is, because I know how poised he is, but that intensity of the postseason is different. And, and they're going to pro- they got a chance to get home field throughout, but the intensity is different. So is he going to be – and then I think, okay, he was poised at Alabama, poised at Oklahoma. Will he carry that poise in the regular season? He's been questioned all along. He keeps answering every call, and now he's got his team undefeated midway through the season. What will he be like in the postseason? If his poise match, put it this way, if his poise matches in the postseason what it does in the regular season low, I'd take him second. If his poise matches what I've seen from the young man through good times and tough times. But Jimmy has to be second because of, yet of all the other six not named Brady, who do you trust to make the most clutch throw of the group when it's nut cutting time? That's the thing you – and I, I'm not sure we know the answer right now, right? We, we they, don't. They, they right. all have made right. him right. So it's – I think it's pretty interesting, Low, as we break it down. It's so funny, too. Of all these playoff teams, you know who's on the worst team right now? Brady. Yes. Of, of, these, of this group yes. right here. From the yes. eye test that so we've seen this yes. year, the eye test. That's the worst not – the, not talent, but performance, the, 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 what we've seen, they're the worst. And yet we both still unequivocally would say – if they get to January, I trust Brady's going to make more throws than any of the other six guys in a playoff game. I do. But it, it, now, if you told me if these teams were in the playoffs and, they, and, and right now if I said, okay, how it would look? Because of what I've seen of, the, of, of Tampa, Tampa's not going to score you even on their best day 24 points or more. Well, right they're going to get beat, so, right? Oh, I agree. But you so, trust so, Brady on any of the other teams yeah, is my point. Yes, absolutely. And that's what me and you – and I hope the listeners understand. We're just saying if Brady's on any of these teams, we're taking Brady with the talent that these teams have. Absolutely. Right. So if you said – if you t- told me to put them in order just by the way the teams play collectively, I would have to go Philly. Then I would go Dallas. Then I'd go Dallas and I'd put the Niners at three. If you said gotta, just the way they're playing now, and Seattle would be four. I mean, Seattle would be four because I don't. I, I just don't like. I mean, and, and Minnesota would be four, and then Seattle would be you know five. I don't right. like the way Tampa's playing collectively. I couldn't I, agree I, more, Low. I'm. It's actually quite shocking. You know, they're yeah. struggling to get to twenty and twenty-three yes. points, and yes, and, and seventeen points. It's a full-on grind, and if the Rams don't screw up the way they play coverage down the stretch, and if they get one first down on their last it's possession, over. the game's over. They handed him a gift, and you can't give number 12 very many gifts or he will destroy you. And, it fi- and now maybe that's what turns them around. You never know where the turning point of a season is. We'll see. The phone number is 888-957-9570. Sterling's here. Cam's here doing all the great things to make sure we're up and talking. And Lowe's here with me. It is 95.7 The Game. It's football hour. Lowe, we come back. 
I, I tell you, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to view this because I love the guy who's going, but the clown show that is the Indianapolis Colts Duh. and the slap Duh. in the face to the coaching profession, we got to discuss, and we will do that next. A first, Lo and I will discuss right here on the Sean, uh, on, with Sean Salisbury and along with Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game, the football hour. This segment has been sponsored by the Department of Healthcare Services. That's the Department of Healthcare Services coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the football hour with Sean Salisbury and Lo Neal on 95.7 The Game. I am Sean Salisbury along with my guy Lorenzo Neal as we roll along here on the football hour for another 30 minutes or so. Uh, we are at a time now in sports where, well, there's been a lot of sloppy football, but some things will just leave you shaking your head and some owners will leave you saying, what in the hell are you doing? Now, listen, the guy, that, the guy we're talking about, Jeff Saturday, is a hell of a good dude and was a hell of a player. By all accounts, a great leader. I'm a big fan. I hope it works for him. But the Indianapolis Colts have decided as of today, uh, maybe it was even late last night, early this morning, that Jeff Saturday <laughs> is going to be the new head football coach for the, for the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, Dakala, Georgia, I think is what it's called, is where he coached high school football. Uh, five or six-time Pro Bowler, and we know him in those Super Bowl runs, and, and like I said, and does a good job on TV. But four days ago or five days ago, he was, you know, drawing stuff with Mike Greenberg and the guys on the ESPN set, not having coached college, not been a graduate assistant, not been an intern, I don't think, on an NFL staff or college staff. And Jim Irsay, because of relationship and, I guess, trust, you have to, Called him off the set and has hired him to be the Indianapolis Colts interim head coach for the rest of the year. Now, <laughs> I couldn't root harder for Jeff. I hope it works out. I do, and I'm not mad at him at all. Lo, if they call us, we're taking the job. Of course we're taking it. Now, am I qualified to talk X's and O's? You're damn right. I, I can talk football with anybody. Do I understand coverage and play calling? You, you bet I do. But there's a lot more into it because if we just said, of course we're qualified, we are diminishing the coaching profession. I didn't say sure. assistant coach. I'm talking about a head coach. Sure. For guys who have, we've been around have coached 25, 30, 40 years and never had a shot to be a head coach, let alone a coordinator. And I don't care the color of their skin. Black, white, Hispanic, Hawaiian. It does a female. I mean, I, I don't care. There's plenty of them right. that have been passed over with great candidates. And just so people know, when you got interim placed on you, it's not part of the Rooney rule. They will have to go in the offseason season and interview candidates if they want to keep Jeff Saturday or if they want to go on to something else until they take that interim status off. When they do, they're going to have to interview candidates. So that's for how they go about their hiring practices. So we'll get to that. But you, you call a guy off a studio and say, and I know he's been a consultant for them, 
But, Dan, think about this. Isn't Gus Bradley and John Fox in that meeting room? Aren't they on that team? And you think yeah. about the assistants. You better go in and win over that building and address the elephant in the room, which is, I know you guys are more qualified than me, and I got this job. He doesn't owe an apology. Jeff Saturday does it, and I hope it works. But, damn, come on now. The, 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 <laughs> it's a slap in the face to the coaching profession for guys who have grinded for years for one opportunity to coach it, and Jeff was in a coat and tie having fun on ESPN. And I hope he does great. But I can tell you this, we set coaching back, man, because it makes it feel like it's not that tough to be a head coach and to be good at it, which to me is, is complete BS. I think this is a slap in the face to coaching. I do. No, and Sean, it's well said. I mean, Jeff Saturday, we know him personally, you know, played at Pro Bowls with him and know the guy really well. And like you said, does he know X's and O's? Without a doubt. But he's never been in a situation where has he coached high school? Yes, and he maybe won. But does that give you, like you said, there's been so many guys that are waiting in line to be head coaches and they've been through the trains, been assistant coaches, graduate assistants, and now they're and now they're waiting and all of a sudden it's a slap in their face. But I, I do I, I understand that. And you're 1,000% right, and it doesn't justify it. But it's not fair. The world we live in, Sean, you know it. It's just yeah, not fair. Oh, I know and that. Jeff Saturday, right. he jumped over this hoop, and he sh- it's no way, and, there, and it's wrong. But, after, but look at Cal Shannon. Because of his dad, he was able to coach. But he's a great coach, but, he's, but, he, was, but he was around football. But, you know, look at, look at uh, another guy. Look at um, my coach that we had in the Chargers, Nor- Norv Turner. Was his sons yeah. really ready to coach and do those Scott things? Turner, just like yeah. Scott and those guys, and so you 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 get to skip a whole process, and and guys get mad, and, and you've been there. I've seen coaches mad, like this son, this you know, yeah. got the and guys are fired up and pissed. I've seen coaches right. like tell yeah. you about players, like man, you know this ain't right, you know. So well, it, it happens. No yeah, and low eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. You know, you can kind of while well, it's it's different. Because it's far more in-depth. But I know, like, for instance, and I mean this with respect to everybody who's in the journalism or broadcast television business. I'll speak for myself. When I quit playing now, I majored in it in school, and so I knew about it. But it's different when you major in something in school and broadcast journalism, and then the real light, red light goes on, and it's live right. TV, and millions of people are watching. like, uh, okay, there's some pressure here. But it is true. Think about the kid who graduates from school, goes through journalism school, has to go into Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and Fresno, smaller markets, right, yeah. to do television and media and yeah. spend 15 or 20 years waiting for the opportunity to do network or big market television. I was fortunate when I walked off playing a football game. Three months later, I was working at ESPN. I didn't have to go through, because of our careers, we got, we got to leapfrog somebody who'd been through journalism and probably knew more about it than I did on broadcast television, but because you know cameras and you learn it while you're going because you understand the, the business. I didn't understand the business side of it, of oh the mechanics of it, but I knew broadcast television, how to entertain, I guess. And then you learn. So it's similar, although being a head coach is a, is a, is, it's is a, a far more. tougher time. But you get my point about the comparison, right? That, that it, you do. just jumped over it. Yeah, and with Saturday, it, <laughs> and what happened real quick about this, low, and when people say, well, we've never done this, and we haven't. NFL-wise, but you never know when that one guy's going to click with leadership, right? Because lead- tasks they'll get to. The other coaches, he can, have, he can lean on them and make sure they know he tr- he's got to win the building over the players and the coaches, and he's got to get them to trust in him that they're not, he's not BSing them, that what he says he's going to hold true to. You and I both know that's the first uh, point of business. But, you know, we have seen what if all of a sudden he is the leader they need and then all of a sudden things change. Think about Dion. Dion's only experience was being a great player and being a high, a high school coach at, prime, at his right. academy, right? So, right. and with Dion doing that, but we knew he was, a, listen, energetic, could recruit, knows football, and was waiting for the opportunity. Dion's the best, and Dion's the best, the greatest old school, new school guy there is coaching, right? Every, yeah. He's old school. You'd think Dion right. played in the 50s because his are sit in front of the class. If you don't go to class, you're not playing. I mean, everything Dion's old school with that. Yet he knows how to Loose recruit way. a kid who's a five-star. Right. And, yeah. he, and he does them both. Because when people say, oh, Dion's all this, you know, flash. Let me tell you something. You and I both those that dude's substance now. 
They, he cares about yeah. those kids, and he leads them. He literally loves those kids he coaches, and look what it's done. He's going to be a Power 5 coach if he wants to leave Jackson State, if he wants to. He can do it all, so he combines both. Maybe Jeff Saturday in another way can be that guy. We'll see if John he can Rich. reach the people. John Lynch is another John, one. Our boy John. Walked out of a John, broadcast John, booth. You guys right. go wait. You and John, go. we go years. You've been to his golf tournament. You and John, I mean, you, we go back. All of us go over 20, 30 years of history together, bro. Right, And right. look what he stepped right into the GM and done a, dorm, a great job. So I, I do understand. It can happen. Yeah. I, and and and, and it doesn't make it right, Sean. And you got to admit, there's you got to like like coaches that have been out there and they're looking for jobs and they're head coaches and they're like, man, how did Saturday just get? And and he Ursuline, like you said, he knows him. He's played in that organization. And, and, and relationships—that's what that's all about. They're building. Yeah, yeah they, he and knows him better. It's familiar, right? Yeah. How would you if, if you're if you're Jeff Saturday though? So let's put you because you of course we know you can coach, but. Now you're walking in that room with the team, the team that the state that it's in. Now you're a quarterback guru. You can teach quarterback. So how would you go into? So take the listeners to it, Sean. You got the phone call. You're in Indy. You see the talent they have. How would you try to get back this team to get them to, uh, to turn it around? My first item of business is to address that. Into when the media, you know, because you're going to have a press conference. My first thing is to make sure they know. Well. I don't have to tell him my qualifications as a guy who knows X's and O's. Neither does Jeff. We know he was a good player. And you can't convince anybody you're a great coach yet because you haven't coached. So you don't even, I wouldn't even approach that, right? Because you're going in, you don't know yet what it's going to be like. I would, number one, say this is an, a, a very uh, unconventional way to go about this. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I appreciate the trust and the relationships. Hopefully I can validate their belief in me. That's the PR and the media stuff. And if somebody says, well, Sean, is there people more qualified than you? I say, you're damn right there is. But maybe, maybe I have the qualifications that this team's looking for and stuff I don't know I can learn from my great coaching staff. And mm. then I immediately address my coaches first before I meet my team. And I literally walk in there and go through all of them and say, Guy, and, and, and make it's about relationships. Say, come on, guys, there's a, the elephant's sitting right here in the room. I damn well know you and you and you and you been at this a lot longer than I have and are qualified to stand up here I am. Fortunately, I'm up here, and I can't do this with you guys task-related and leadership unless we all have buy-in. I want you guys to know I, if, you, if you guys think that I'm coming here to believe that I'm just going to change everything and overnight our offense is going to change the defense, I can't do that, but I'm going to lead – and I think inspiring and trust. I'm not a big command and control guy anymore. I'm an inspire trust leader. I want them to know that I got their back because their jobs are in jeopardy now. They are. And with an interim coach, they all may be looking. So i got to win the coaching staff over. It doesn't take a two-hour speech. Speeches are overrated. It takes true transparency to let them know. And then I go address the team. And what players want to know, at least I did, Low, in a situation like this, are you a suit or are you a coach? Are you down here for us? What are you bringing in here? Are you coming in with some preconceived notions about us? Or are you watching the tape and going to get to know us? And do you believe in us? And how do we? And, and I, I need him to get buy-in. Listen, you can do a lot of things when you believe in the guy that's leading you. And Jeff Saturday's number one job is not to sh- tell them how to do it. It's to get out in front and show them. And to allow his coaches to coach without being a micromanaging fool, which I don't think he will be, but to teach his coaches while he's teaching his team. He has got its leadership. I'm just telling you, if he can't build trust in the first meeting and throughout the first week this week, it's not going to work. I don't care if Jeff Saturday's the smartest X's and O's guy in the world. He has got to get those players to buy it. Because most of them never watched Jeff Saturday play. They, they, right. they didn't know Jeff Saturday played, so they know him as, well, a TV guy, and I know he was a Colt and saw him a little bit, the older guys. But they want to know, who are you? You don't need to sell me on your playing career. I need to know if you got us, if you got you buy-in teach- with us when we got, we got buy-in with you. Sean, tell me something. Because so, uh, I believe in it. John, I'm, I'm putting you this, Sean, because I'm learning. How do you teach coaches how to uh, – so how do you coach a coach? So I'm, I'm, I'm just taking things from you. So, okay, now, you already, you already talked about getting the coaches to buy in. Show them that you trust them. But then how do you coach them? Uh, first of all, and when I'm in that coaching meeting room, first off, too, you know what I say? I say, listen, we're in such a secretive world, right? Everybody wants to be secretive, yet nothing's secret. Does that make sense? So right. I'm not going to take you in the room and berate you. 
I, I come in and st- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to get to know them all. Some of them he probably has never met, maybe because he's been a consultant there. But you know what I'm going to do, Lo? I'm going to have everybody in the room. You know those games when you'd have a, either a great game or a bad game as a team? And, Coach, yeah. normally we split up and watch it in, in, our, in our groups, right? And they say, yeah. no, today we're watching it as a team. Yeah. I'm going to go through and I'm, we're going we're gonna to judge. I, I'm going to go around the room. I want to hear what they Why are we in this position? I've watched it on TV. I know what I think. But you guys have been in the building. You've seen the chemistry or lack there. Why are we here? Why am I the head coach here now? Why is Frank not here? I don't want anybody to bus toss. I want to know not, not past skeletons, well, Carson Wentz, and they didn't like him. I want to know not a bitch fest, but I need to know what we can do from here on to get the defensive back coach, the linebacker coach, where are we? And just to talk. And then when we're breaking down their individual groups, the quarterback group, i got to go into a room, and then I'm going to watch tape with him. And, I, and I'm going to say, what are you telling me? I, I am. He's, he's going to teach me what he's teaching them. And in the process, if he's not teaching me what he's teaching them and what I want to teach, then we're going to – we use the word no too often. When we coach, no, don't do it this way, don't do it this way. we got to do a better job of saying, man, that's a good job but let's try to do something a little different. So you start hearing positive reinforcement, even if it's a grown-ass man. Now, I'm not going to walk into John Fox and tell him how to handle his players. I think he's pretty good or whoever, right? But I do need to understand from each individual why. And if it's the same theme, well, nobody believes in There's no buy in this, 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 this. We're, we don't communicate. Then we're going to fix the communication. I'm going to find out what the biggest issue in the building is. Not with the finger pointing, but with, okay, now I know the problem. There's the conflict. Let's find the answers. That's number one. And then we're going to take it all downstairs and find out. And uh, another thing you have to have, whether they like it or not, accountability. If you want to be a guy that wants to continue to be disruptive as a player or a coach, then I'm just going to have to find somebody to replace you. That's just the way it is. Accountability matters to me, man. Trust, transparency. The players need to know you got their back, and so do the coaches. But I also need to hold them accountable, and i got to coach them of how we're going to go about it. I'm not going in with 47, you know, 48 different phrases that use these on the first meeting because, really, we're trying to salvage leadership and trust the rest of the season if we're going to move on with these jobs. And these coaches' jobs are on the friggin' line. They with, may be with, out of work with, come January. So we've got we to find out where, where the weaknesses and strengths are and how to bring them closer together. With that being said, Sean, so, okay, so, because I'm a listener and, you know, people are listening, they're probably loving this conversation you and I are having. So, with that being said, do you think Indianapolis has talent? Are they a good, do you see enough talent? I I think there's pieces. I don't think they're good enough at quarterback right now. Matt Ryan's immobile and, you know, he lost his job in his shoulder. Sam Ellinger should not be playing quarterback right now. I don't understand why they passed on Nick Foles to have him stand on the sidelines as a Super Bowl MVP as your backup. And it's almost like they're trying to tank for a higher draft. It's the weirdest thing. Sam Ellinger's not ready to play NFL starting quarterback. He is not ready. And you got Nick Foles right there. I don't know why he's not playing and bringing Matt Ryan back. Listen. I, and, and I want to create competition on the field. i got to know who gives me the best chance to win. And if 85% of my coaching staff say we've got to play Matt Ryan, guess who's, guess who's playing to show them I trust? Excuse Matt me, Ryan. Matt Ryan's playing. I doubt that the coaches in the room, even though they may love Sam down the road, are going to look me in the face and say, Sam Ellinger gives us the best chance to win. That's, that, that's BS and we know it. Okay, we, it's like Malik Willis. Listen, he's going to be a good player someday in Tennessee. Right. He ain't ready to play right. football right now. Right. Good, good. No. You think that they, in that room they're saying, let's play Malik? No, they need Tannehill healthy to compliment everybody else. Malik's day's coming. He'll get it. So, same there. I do believe Jonathan Taylor, when, when he's healthy, Shaq Leonard. They've got Quentin Nelson. I'm talking about when they're healthy. They've got players. They've, they've got some players. Now, I mean, a pit minute wide out. I mean, they've got some players. The problem is, why are the parts so much better than the sum? And I think that's part of it, Lo. So what I want to know is, why are we here? And I think for the last, for the X's and O's part for me, if I was the head coach there, I want to create competition on the field. I want to go in with no preconceived notions. Oh, you were the highest paid guy? I got to play you. I would hope Jim Irsay is going to allow that to happen because then you'll see real competition if some fourth-round rookie standing on the sideline at linebacker, but he's better than the guy who's playing because the guy's making more money. He's going to play for me. The question is, 
they look disinterested to me as a football team. So I, as a head coach, would have to get them interested again. And you know what you do with that? Fear is an amazing thing. Not a, not a scary, but the respectful fear of, fellas, we don't get to do this long. And I'm, I'm in it with you. If I screw this up, I'm out, I'm, 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 I'm out too. This is, this is temporary. And if my job's temporary, defensive coordinator's job's temporary, quarterback's job's temporary, there's about three sacred cows on this team, and we know who they are here. Jonathan Taylor's one of them. The rest of us got to play like our hair's on fire. And how are we going to salvage this season? Because it's the AFC South, and there's no dominant team in the AFC South. We can still win it. And that's what I'm preaching to them. Instead of look at all the crap you've done wrong, I want to look at how we can do it right. They've been hearing regularly on radio and television. I go on in Indianapolis every week how crappy the team's playing and how bad the decisions that have been made. i got to fix that. And if you're a great leader, I ain't going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to show you. That's what great leaders do. And that's the way you got to do it. you got to be willing. And Jeff Saturday's got to put a damn sweatshirt on and get his ass in there and get, be willing to get his, to put some elbow grease into his right guard because they need him and to his linebacker and to make sure he brings them together. This ain't a time to tear it apart. You tear it apart, you can guarantee they're all getting fired. i got to find a way to bring them together down the stretch. Got to. I, I, Sean, I, I love it. You got me fired up, man. I, Ursa, he should have picked up the phone and called you. I'm hiring you <laughs> the next go. So – how do, Thanks, you, how do you push your coaches? Okay, so because you're talking about the talent, and then you talk about they look disinterested. How much is it when you get a coach that, okay, guys, you know what I mean? You've been in rooms where coaches are like, ah, is this what it is? Let's go. And, and, and you can't accept mediocre. So how do you push the co- – you know what I'm saying? How is we'll a head too coach much, yeah. – Yeah, that's a great point, Lo. I was talking about that with somebody today that we've gotten to the point where we accept mediocrity as success. And it's, we do. It's a lot of times in sports, you can't do it. Uh, and, you, you, you know, you're the Colts. I'd like to think your standards higher. Well, let me just take you back to this. You think – imagine if Peyton Manning was in that, in, in that locker room. Hmm. Go back to when Peyton and Marvin and Reggie were there. You really Wouldn't think they're taking it. this crap? That's exactly right. You are you, – you know what you are? You are exactly what you're willing to take. So if you're willing to get punched in the mouth 25 times, that's exactly who you are. You're a coward. If you're willing to be a bully, then that's who you are. You're a bully. When it comes to football, you are exactly how much you you keep giving rope and leeway. They're going to keep taking it, whether it's a player, another team, whoever it is. So you, the, you right there comes a point in time. It's not a matter of it's not a matter of wanting to win or lose. Everybody wants to win. It's the pre, it's the refusal to lose, like number twenty three in the Chicago Bulls. Like mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, you know the group of guys I'm talking about. That there's a right. refuse. Kobe, right. Kobe was saying like, refusal to lose. Forget wanting to win. I know that, but what are you right. willing to do as a player and as a coach? And don't ask me that. If you're a coach and you're asking your player to do something you ain't willing to do with extra time, then you're not for this staff. And, I, and I'm a transparent guy. If you're willing to put your time in, please don't tell me how rough the water is. Bring the damn ship in. That, that's mm. what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? It's, gonna be, sure. it's not going to be fun. They're going to question every friggin' move you made. But then one win, and then a second win, and three wins later, it's like, okay. But those coaches, because they're going to be, hey, regardless of what anybody says, Lo, you and I both know this. Think about the competitiveness of football and the bitterness that coaches may go through if they feel like they got passed over. Think about mm. it. You're bringing yeah. a, a, a younger, uh, you know, guy who played here, it's like, oh, great, we got to roll out the red carpet for a guy who doesn't know as much as I do. If you're a coach and assistant coach, you've got to shift that paradigm, man. You've got to shift it into, I'm in the fight for my life. I'm going to give Jeff Saturday everything I got because in the process, when I'm given, I'll start receiving. And he'll give me the same respect in return. So it can't be working against Jeff. If you got guys pushing and pulling against each other, you're your host. It, it isn't. Right. So this is a time we always tell our players to sacrifice for the, pl- the team, for the good of the team, right? This is a time if you're a bitter coach because you didn't get the interim sh- job. We all know it was a weird hire, but face facts, this is not the time for you to walk into a meeting room bitter and say should'ves, would'ves, and could'ves because we got no shot then. At least let's give a fight and chance, and when it's all over, you can bitch and complain all you want. But I got to no get you to buy in. And if not, as Dan Fouts once told me, if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with BS. Let them think you love them. Let, you know what I mean? Let, let's, if we got to fool them, let's right. fool their ass, right? right? So right. that's where we're at with that, Low. But I, to me, the two things that have to happen is leadership and trust. 
you got to create both in a short period of time if you want to win and if you want – and listen, let's make no mistake about it. you got to have players. <laughs> I right. can give all the leadership talk I want. If my players aren't in and they suck – I'm not saying they sub, but if they're, if they're not any good, well, leadership, didn't, didn't, you're that general that gets beat in the war, right? If you're out of old school, if you're in a war, if you're the guy who's got good soldiers, or I don't want to compare football to, to war, don't misunderstand. But I know what you're saying. Good, good, I, I you know what it. I'm saying. If they know how to battle, and they're going to go to right. battle with you, then you know, we got a chance, and now the rest is for me to get you from a seven to a nine to take a guy who's like a backup and have him believe that he's a starter and to my coaching staff who's struggling to have them believe we can come out of this because everyone on right. that staff's either been fired or, or led somebody before. So they all know what it's like to hit rock bottom and their adversity and to have success or they wouldn't be in the, in the coach's room or playing in my locker room. So that's the way I feel. Man, I love Crazy it, stuff. That, I get fired right up, now. man. No, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Because I, I tell you, I was I was all ears, and I, you had me, man, with the conversation. I God, seriously, well, I can win with you, Lo. I can win with you, can, Sterling hey, and we, Cam. Yeah, go ahead. We went every day. We went every Monday night together, Sean. I appreciate the time, man. Yeah. It's awesome as always. I, I love you, brother. And real quick prediction: Forty ers host the the Chargers. Uh, Chargers have been up and down this year. Uh, what do you think? Real quick. I think I think the Niners got to run them off the ball, run them out the ball. The forty, the, the Chargers do not have their offense is not consistent. There's uh, their Herbert hasn't been playing great. This team is not playing well. They can't stop the run. The Niners have an opportunity to win and impose their will. But Chargers, but they, you know they're finding a way. They beat Atlanta, found a way to win that game. It's going to be a tough game, but this is a game that the Niners not not only should win. This is a game they should win, and this is a game they can't lose. Yeah, you got to make them one-dimensional, and you can't give up the big home run. I like the 49ers at home in this game. I'm with you, Low. It's a great opportunity to gain another game against a pretty damn good quarterback and a team that can be spectacular at times, but can also, you wonder what happened to the Chargers, and they make you scratch your head. Low, great stuff. We'll be uh, up next, Dan Devone and Alan Stiles, and special thanks to Sterling and Cam. You guys are great. Low, there's nobody better than you, brother. I appreciate you. For Lorenzo Neal, I'm Sean Salisbury. This is the Footballer, 95-7 the game. Dan and Alan up next. You'll want to listen to that, and we will see you next week. Sunday night football next week, and we'll be back on Tuesday because of Golden State Warriors basketball with the Football Hour next week. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.